The closer we get to retirement, the more important it is to avoid costly mistakes. On today's show, three retirement investment mistakes older seniors should do everything possible to avoid. Let's get this trip started. It's the road to retirement with Trip Limehouse. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso, where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. He is the best-selling author, Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution for the non Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist, President, Founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions, highly sought-after speaker to teach other advisors on how to do what we're doing. Uh, and uh, hi, Steve, how are you? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? Very, very well, thanks. And, you know, we talk about um, making mistakes and how to avoid them. And, and what we're going to kind of dig into here is, you know, we've got, you know, when you talk about we get a little bit older, there, uh, there are more, you know, we could probably need to do some changing, especially if we had a plan put together maybe five years ago or 10 years ago. We haven't looked at it since. We've got to take a look at that and realize, you know, where, where our risk tolerance is and how that might need to be adjusted. Right. And a lot of times, the, you know, this is not what you're so if you're sitting in your car right now, you're thinking, oh, well, yeah, I need to adjust my risk tolerance more conservative. A lot of times that's actually the wrong thing. So um, what happens is a lot of times is that people will, will shift their portfolio more into bonds. And that's what happens in like target date funds. And, um, you know, so if you have a retirement 2025 fund, it's going to be going more and more into bonds. And that's actually, especially in the environment we're in right now with inflation, that that can actually be the wrong allocation. Um, so it's not just about your risk tolerance. Yes, sure, you probably want to be more conservative, but then you want to look at what do I want those conservative assets to do? So you have to, it's kind of a paradigm shift in terms of the reason you go into bonds is because you want safety and you want income. So what you want to take a step back and say, well, if the goal is to provide safety and income, then is there something other than bonds that will keep my principal safe and pro provide me the, the income that I need for fewer dollars than what I would need to invest in bonds? And so that's why you have to kind of look at the whole plan holistically. And that's why spending is so critical because you need to know when the timing of how much money you're going to need every single year. And the only way you're going to know that is if you kind of project your spending. And even then, it's an inexact science. So it's important that you have some system in place for monitoring your spending so that you can make asset allocation decisions based on your projected spending and, um, and not just based on some kind of cookie cutter. Well, and well, as you yes, said, risk tolerance is a factor of that, but it's not the the end all and be not, all. And and so as you work with people, once that plan gets put together, that's part of the review process, isn't it? That you do, I don't know how often you do reviews, depending on, I guess it depends on the person. But I mean, certainly once a year, you take a look at things, don't you? Yeah. So once a year, we would rerun the plan. We're we're actually sitting with our clients on a quarterly basis, okay. and sometimes those quarterly reviews can, you know, sometimes they're like 15, 20 minutes. It's just more like a check in, right? Um. But, you know, we're, you know, as you're as the facts on the ground change, we're rerunning the plan and we're 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 doing scenario modeling and things like that. And you will you will have changes in your life. Right. So there it, it's it's bound to happen. Um, and there are things that are going to go wrong, especially if you have like an older house. Um, at some point, you might need to put in a boiler or a roof. These are not completely unexpected expenses. But when you 
you know, if you if you haven't sat with a planner who's asking you those questions, and a lot most planners don't, um, they're not asking you. So then it feels unexpected because you haven't budgeted for it. And so doing the initial legwork and sitting down and crafting what I call a, a well-defined goal is is critical because once you do that, then all of a sudden you're making you're making decisions based on on reality and and what causes anxiety, right? Think about the times that you feel the most stressed is when you're uncertain about an outcome, an outcome, right? Right. So if you plan for a whole litany of risks and they don't occur, what's that mean? Well, it just means you have more money. <laughs> so you're not going to be as stressed. But if All you right. don't plan for those risks, if you don't plan for those risks and, and they and they happen, now all of a sudden you're stressed because you're like, where is this money coming from? And, you know, you have a market downturn and things tend to cluster. So it's those risks tend to pop up at times you don't want them to pop up, right? So you know, you're you have a storm and and a tree falls on your house and your the market's down and then you're you know you have uh, a child move back home and ask you for money and and so all these different things happen they tend to cluster and that's what throws a retirement plan off 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 track. Well, I mean, boy, what's been happening this year is certainly uh, could be considered a cluster. <laughs> I mean, you yes. know, with with the market and the and you know the war. I mean, there's just so much going on. And it has yeah, definitely is. an impact on on retirement, and certainly for seniors, it does. Well, yeah, it, it has a big impact on seniors, and it, you know, inflation in particular, because if you so let's I, I want to kind of focus now more on the people who are maybe in this in the have been retired now for a few years, right? Mm -hmm. So if you did traditional planning, and you were one of these people that um, shifted more into bonds. Well, guess what? Your bond portfolio is going down, right? Because interest rates are going up and the price of your bond portfolio is going down. Your yield is doing nothing to keep pace with inflation. So if you were living on, say, Social Security, some interest from a bond portfolio, and um, maybe have a small pension. Well, even if your pension has a cost of living adjustment and Social Security obviously has a cost of living adjustment, those are not help. Those are not keeping pace with what we have going on with inflation, right? Right. And so you you're feeling progressively poorer and poorer. And when you're you know in your seventies, you're not going back to work most most likely. And so now it it forces you to make hard decisions that you probably don't want to make, like expenses that you're going to have to cut, or you know it limits what you can do. So you have inflation. And then you have market volatility, right? So now you could sell from that portfolio, but the bond piece of your portfolio is down, the stock piece of your portfolio is down. So now when it does eventually come back up and it will, um, you have less shares working for you. So now your you've just dramatically increased the likelihood of running out of money. And so you could, you could have a well-diversified portfolio. And if you, you know, if you're with Fidelity or, Ameriprise or one of these firms that does these, you know, these kind of cookie cutter asset allocation portfolios, you're, you're, you probably have a diversified portfolio, but if you haven't diversified based on the, this, the timing of when you're going to spend, that all goes out the window because you need to have the money that you're living on in the next three years. That needs to be in something safe that doesn't have market risk. And 
that's what's going to keep you invested in that asset allocation long term and not have to t sell it at the wrong times. Because, boy, we don't want to do that. And so many people have fallen victim to that, Steve. Yeah, no. And that's what's devastating to your retirement. So if you if you go and you, you even if you've done all the right things, if you haven't left yourself enough cash for expenses and then all of a sudden you have a large cash expense, you either have to try and take out debt. Well, guess what? Very hard to get refinancing on your house when you don't have income coming in um, or you, you have to get high interest rate credit card debt or you have to sell your investments at an inopportune time. And so that's what planning will help you avoid. And that's that's the peace of mind that planning will give you. And that's why it's so important to be engaged with an advisor who's doing reviews on an ongoing basis and revisiting your expenses, because that's what's going to be critical. It's important to have an active relationship with your advisor through retirement. So, um, you know, they say sometimes in the commercials, oh, to and through retirement, but the through retirement is, a, is very important. And so, but the first step is sitting down and putting together that comprehensive plan. And that's what we uh, offer our listeners every week. So we would love to hear from you. Give us a call and we will sit down absolutely no cost. Um, and we'll put together a plan for you. I like that, Steve. 800-705-9995. Go ahead, make the call, get your spot on the calendar. Come on in, get that financial roadmap put together, or maybe you just need to review the plan you have now. It's a great way to find out where you are and how to get where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. 9995. If you're of the mind that if you could retire tomorrow, you would, the next segment is just for you. When we come back, some strategies to bump up your retirement. Welcome back, everybody. This is The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. This is the show. We blow the whistle off financial fouls. As Steve, of course, been helping folks uh, get to and through. We talked about that just in the last segment. The through part is really important, and he's been doing just that for more than 20 years, helping folks. And uh, so much more. Uh, Steve, you know, you, you got my attention when you said bump up your retirement date. I don't know who wouldn't want to do that if they could. <laughs> so. Yeah, so you'd be surprised. Some people have no interest in actually bumping some people say i'm going to just keep working till the day i die but well i think they're yeah. all financial advisors because none of you guys are ever going to retire no i know <laughs> but uh the you know the a lot most people out there when you ask them oh when would you like to retire they say yesterday yeah of and course so, and uh you know so that's and if that's you the it, it's we can't stress enough how important planning is because what planning does is it gives you that knowledge. It, hey, look, if I retire tomorrow, here's how much my income and assets could support in terms of lifestyle. Could I live within that? Could I live within those means? And then you can make a decision. So the next time you're getting irritated by your boss, if you want to walk out and hang it, hang it up, you, you don't feel so bad because you have the knowledge to know, hey, I'm going to be okay. And so um, that's one of the things that that planning will do. Now, if you aren't there yet, what we're going to talk about is some strategies that could help you move that retirement date up a little closer um, if you're not already in a spot where you could retire. And so obviously the first one that you want to do, and if you haven't done this, um, you need to, is max out your, your tax advantage accounts, meaning um, your 401k. You, you should be able to put away $27,000 
into that if you're over 50 years old. Sure. I mean, that's a big chunk of change. That's a huge chunk of change. And then if your plan, oh, by the way, if your plan offers a Roth 401k, yes, you're not getting a deduction in your paycheck, but all that money is going to grow tax-free. And that's going to have a huge impact later in your retirement because you have no idea what the tax brackets are going to be 10 years from now. Sure. So um, you're getting tax certainty by putting it in the Roth today, letting it grow. Hopefully that Roth grows at a, a reasonable rate of return and doubles something like every nine years. So if, if you put in a dollar today, chances are that second half of your retirement, um, let's just say, you know, 10 years in, you're, you're now have double what you put in into the Roth and all that money can be access tax free. Nice. And so, um, you know, that's, so typically the Roth money that you're contributing, you want to be able to let it, you want to give it some runway. You'd like it to be, to have, you know, at least kind of 10 years out. Sure. Um, now investing for income, and this is what we kind of touched on this, the last segment, one of the things that, and why it's so critical to meet with a planner who specializes in retirement distribution and not just a, a regular jack of all trades is because you want to know how much income you actually need. And how do we determine that? Well, we have to ask you the right questions. We have to ask you what you see your lifestyle being so we can assign a cost to it. Once we know what your lifestyle is going to cost, then we can add in taxes, inflation, um, you know, market volatility. We can factor all those things in and say, okay, to keep this level of purchasing power throughout your retirement, you're going to need to have X. And, um, you know, and so you have, say, social security and a pension. You might have another, you maybe have rental income. You'll have these three sources of income coming in, right? But you're going to be spending 7000 and those only account for $6,000. you are going to need an extra $1,000 a month of income. So now what we want to do, and this is where the paradigm shift that I talked about earlier comes in, is now what we're looking to do is we're going to say, okay, what's the investment that will produce me that income for the fewest amount of dollars? And so it's, it's completely different than looking and saying, all right, I need to have this percentage of my portfolio in bonds. Well, no, if the bonds are only yielding you 2% and you could get a 6% payout with something like a REIT or a fixed annuity or a fixed indexed annuity, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take the annuity any, any day of the week over the bonds um, if I'm doing it for income purposes. So the way you look at it and the easiest analogy, and it's one that we've mentioned several times on the show, those from, from the 80s, those total cereal commercials. Yes. Right? Where they stack up the bowls of cereal and say for one bowl of total, you have to eat four bowls of cornflakes. And so the, the, same, the exact same premise here, right? So if you, if, if you need $1,000 a month, you might be able to do that by putting $100,000 into some type of a fixed indexed annuity, but you'd have to put 300000 into bonds. So I'll take the one bowl of annuity instead of the three bowls of bonds every single time. Every time, right. And so, and that's, that's the idea. And so once you have that, um, that number, then what it does is you've set that money aside for income. You also know that you have, you're going to need an extra $1,000 a month. We know that the market is volatile. 
So we want to still be able to pick our spots on when we take out from the market. Well, the market sometimes has a bad year. The market sometimes has two or three bad years. Even in a bad generational type bear market, usually within five years, the market has come back up. So if you've set aside five years worth of your shortfall in something safe, so using this same example of $1,000 a month, if you had $60,000 of, of cushion in something safe like bank accounts or, or money markets or short-term bonds, um, something where it was li it's liquid, it's safe, and you could access it when you need it, um, that's, what that does is it, it mitigates volatility. Why? Because in the years where the market's doing well, you leave that $60,000 alone and you take it from the market. But in the years where the market's doing poorly, you take it from the, the cash and then you replenish it once the market is doing well again. And so keeping that same theory in place, right? You're, if the market was to have a four-year period, now you've depleted your 60000 down to twelve. But if it's come back four years later, you can then just sell when the market's high and replenish the 48 that you withdrew. Sure. So that's why that's what the cushion does for you. All and right. So having having that um you know what it allows you to do is once you've set aside that safety money and you've set aside the income money, then the rest of your money can be invested for growth. And if you invest a large piece of your money for growth, guess what you're going to have a much higher likelihood of being able to do? Keep pace with inflation. Because over the long run, stocks are the only investment that that track and trend better than inflation over over the long haul. So you still want to have stocks in retirement. Yes, you want to have a conservative piece of your portfolio, but you want to have the right amount conservative. And you don't want to be overly conservative, which is what happens to a lot of retirees. Sure. Well, well, it's, it happens. And I understand why, because, we, you know, it's you don't want to run out of money. That's the fear. Right. And so and what happens when you start to run out of money? Right. You panic. Um, you have to cut. You panic. You make bad decisions. Right. So you're not making decisions from a position of financial strength. Yet you're forced to cut spending. And usually you don't make those adjustments to your spending early on because most of these people are not working with a, an advisor who's doing regular reviews. So they, they start to cut spending when they're already down to their last, their, their last few straws, so to speak. And as opposed to seeing, seeing the iceberg yards and yards away and, and starting to change course while you still can, a lot of times people will say, Oh, I need to make drastic spending cuts. And they still end up running out of money because they didn't they didn't make those spending cuts soon enough sure and so that's why it's it's critical to have a plan it's critical to um you know to work with someone who specializes in this and to to engage them in 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 ongoing review and revisit your numbers and track your spending all the stuff we talk about on the show and that's all the stuff that be in the report that we put together if you give us a call um we will show you all right here's what your projected spending is here's what your shortfall is Based on that shortfall, here's how here's a rough sketch of how your assets should be allocated. And then, you know, obviously, if you became a client that we would be doing the ongoing review every three months and, and, and checking in and taking the temperature of of where you stand.
Oh, sounds great, folks. Take advantage of it. It's a great way for you to do just that, 800-705-9995. It's a chance to get that financial roadmap put together. Yes, you can make some changes. You can make some revisions. It just starts now with a phone call, 800-705-9995. Make the call now. You'll see where you are, and more importantly, you walk out with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-705-9995. When we come back spending in retirement for some it's a struggle to go from acquisition to distribution some tips on how to loosen the purse strings and keep your retirement on track Hey, we are back on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. We blow the lid on financial fouls. Steve, best-selling author, Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is a fiduciary independent, been helping folks for more than 20 years. Visit the website. It's laurelws.com. Really encourage you to jot that down. Visit when you can, laurelws.com. Lots going on on that website, Steve. You keep it pretty updated and and, uh, sort of evolving, and I love your kind of take on things that you put out there yeah no and i i like i like we've said before but i i do a weekly blog post so you really can see uh how how i feel about what's going on in the world and um i try and keep it fun um so i I usually do a theme every week and uh obviously you can listen to the podcast and past episodes of the show um from the website also there's a link to my book there is um a lot of different informational videos also. And so there's a, there's a lot on there, a lot of content, a lot of content. Exactly. And, and you talked about this, you know, that, that transition from acquisition, we just spend our whole lives thinking about saving money. That really is sort of a, the motivation of a lot of us, uh, you know, to, we've got to keep saving. You got to keep saving. And then all of a sudden we get to retirement and we still think we have to save and we can't really spend that money. That's a tough, that's a tough transition, isn't it? It is. So the, the, what I always say is that the person who's uh, a spendthrift doesn't all of a sudden become frugal overnight. And the person who's frugal doesn't all of a sudden become a spendthrift. overnight. Uh, you make a good point. And, <laughs> and so if you've lived frugally, it can be challenging to loosen the purse strings. It's actually, I encounter that problem much more often than the, the spendthrift that, uh, that needs to be taught to be more frugal. Um, because typically the people who are seeking advice are the people who are who are already disciplined and they right. want to they want to they want to be 100% sure and so they've lived a lot of times they've lived a frugal lifestyle well it's good uh to to know how much potentially could be left over if you continue to maintain your normal lifestyle in retirement right or how much more spending you could take on so a lot of times what we'll end up showing you in the report is Based on what you're spending now, um, you're you're spending at say five thousand dollars a month, right? Mm-hmm. Your income and assets could support a twelve thousand dollar a month lifestyle. Now, is that person going to all of a sudden going to increase their spending from five thousand to twelve thousand dollars a month? Probably not. So, what we show you is if you don't increase your spending, here's how much money is going to be left over when you're ninety years old. This is this is going to be your estate. Who is that earmarked for? And then we can, if we if we start with the end number, we can then make better decisions because if that money is earmarked for um, your children, there are ways to get that money to them more efficiently. If that money is earmarked 
to a charity. There are things that you can do today that will benefit you that will still also benefit the charity upon your passing. So the end of a retirement distribution is an estate plan. And so if you've been frugal, chances are you're also going to be leaving some money, uh, some money at the end. Sure. So, well, I think it's important. Well, absolutely. Well, it's, that's, I mean, that's why it's important to plan. And, and, you know, right now things are in such a state of upheaval, if you will, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. There's uh, inflation that seems out of control. And uh, we, we found a, a report, um, of, of, this is according to a BMO Real Financial Progress Index quarterly report. So this is what they do. And they do a survey of, of uh, you know, a lot of Americans. And what they just found out was that about 25% of Americans say they'll have to delay their retirement because of all this inflation. Now, Ed Yardini of Ed Yardini Research says, yeah, well, it don't look for it to go away anytime soon. I think this is going to continue to be a very volatile year. I think it's next year that I'm anticipating we'll see better times ahead. But for now, I think um, the lower inflation is uh, going to help for a while. We still have some uncertainties with regards to energy, for example, up, up ahead here. But what's really come down quite a bit is uh, durable goods inflation. And a lot of that has been used car prices, of all things. And there's still plenty of room for other durable goods inflation rates to come down. On the other hand, rent inflation is going to be a problem. So there's, there's still going to be a lot of volatility in the market uh, as these numbers continue to buffet around. What do you think, Steve? Is he making sense there? Yeah, so I, I think what you're going to see, and I, I'm, I actually kind of buy into what he's saying, and what he's kind of talking about is a, a more U-shaped recovery. So we had, if you, you know, you don't have to go back too far to, to see significant market drops. Like we had one in 2018 when the Fed started raising rates, the market dropped 19%, but then it came right back up almost in like a V-shape. So it went down really steep, really fast, and then went back up really steep, really fast. 2020 was even steeper of a drop, right? With COVID, we went down maybe 37%, I think, peak to trough, and then we bounced right back within a few months. And so again, that more of a V-shape. What I think is happening now is that we, the markets have come back because of inflation and the Fed raising rates. The markets have gone down. But it, it seems as if every time we start to get a little momentum in a positive direction, we go back down. The reason being is that we need to see inflation move meaningfully lower. And Ed touched on it. Some of the things, um, the underlying things that have been driving inflation are starting to come back down. Um, but the two that has investors nervous, um, the two that make people feel less confident about the state of the world are when you go to get gas and you're paying $60 to fill your car and you go to the grocery store and it's 20 or $30 more than what you normally pay. Um, so those two things are where people feel it the most. And I think you need to see, at least on the grocery side of it, um, inflation start to trend down before you see the stock market move meaningfully higher. Um, I don't think gas prices are going down anytime soon, uh, especially since we're in the summer and gas doesn't usually go down in the summer to begin with. No. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree with him that I think that the market will probably continue to struggle at least for the next few months. I think tail end of this year, we probably, um, if we do see two or three reports in a row where inflation is trending lower, I think the market takes back off. So it's important to, to look at that in the context of your retirement. Now, if you've, in the planning process for retirement, if you've properly segmented your assets, 
then it shouldn't be an issue, right? Because you've already accounted for the first five years of your retirement and what you're going to need, and you can let the market ride out. But if you were if you were planning on just kind of doing all this once you retire and re removing your assets around, well, now is not the time to do that when the market is low. You want to do it when the market is high. Of course, uh, 800-705-9995, folks, if you'd like to get on the calendar. So, you know, again, this whole inflation thing and, and, and the market, so you think really a year from now we're going to be in a, in a, certainly in a different space? I do because under the underlying fundamentals are not bad, right? I mean, think about – if you think about inflate, if you think about recessions and, and sure. market drops, right? Yep. Normally a recession, people are looking for work right? There's unemployment, there's layoffs. We haven't seen any of that. Um, we've never had an, a, a recession um, where unemployment is has been below 4% when the recession started. And we're below 4% on unemployment right now. Now, you could say in 2020, which was technically a recession, but that was unemployment started at a low thing, but we that was a manufactured shutdown where people lost their jobs because we did the manufactured shutdown. That's not really, that doesn't really count. If you look at every other recession in history, they've always started from a higher point, um, usually around five and a half percent unemployment, not 3.6% unemployment. So, okay. All right. um, so that's, that's number one. Number two, corporate earnings usually are, are declining and our cor corporate earnings have been growing at over 9% year over year. So, um, the businesses are still healthy and consumer consumer spending starts to wane. That's not the case right now either. Consumers, the U S consumer in particular is, is spending uh, at a record clip. So, and that that's actually been increasing. So I, there's a lot of positives that get ignored because we feel so negative about what's going on at the pump and at the grocery store. And sure. so uh, that's why I do think this will, you know, once we get through this pocket of volatility, I think the market rebounds and things get back to normal. Well, now, but again, that's all the better reason to put a plan together or make sure your plan is updated to anticipate these things. Exactly. So that's exactly what I was just about to segue into. You hit you hit the nail on the head, Steve. It's it's planning and and knowing and re reallocating based on when you're projected what your projected spending is. Now, if you've done this and you were planning on retiring this year, this shouldn't impact your your retirement date because you should have already allocated the stuff um into safe in into a safe spot the money that you're going to need for the first five years of retirement which would give that growth piece of your portfolio plenty of time to come back up if you haven't done that um you could still retire but you want to you still want to put together a plan and figure out you know a, where to where to reallocate from and so um you have to really kind of figure out a place where to take the first money from that's going to be that's still going to give you the the opportunity to make back any loss that you experienced so it, it's a little bit more of a difficult task but not not something that's not not something that's impossible and that's 
And that's something we can help you with. And it's something that we offer to our listeners every week. We can put together that plan for you. Still some spots on the calendar, not many, but Steve would love to hear from you. 800-705-9995. Get a comprehensive financial review. Yeah, see where you are today and then get a roadmap roadmap to help get you to where you need to be down the line. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Time once again for questions from listeners. That and more when we come right back. And we are back on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, having a great show today, as always. You know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, things that are going on currently. And and because there is so much going on, Steve, it just, to me, it just drives the point home how important that plan is. And if you don't have one, how important it is to make sure you get one. I mean, especially if you talk about it, if you're in that retirement red zone, you've got to, you've got to be ready. Yeah, no, absolutely you do. I mean, that it's so important to do the planning. And we've had the wind at our back in the markets up until this year, right? Mm-hmm. And so it hasn't impacted you if you didn't do the planning. You still had you were still in a good spot to reallocate even if you did the planning after you retired. If you were planning at retiring at the end of this year and you haven't done the planning yet, well, it puts a little bit more strain. It doesn't mean you can't retire. It just, you want to, you want to have the certainty. So you want to see what the, the downdraft in the stock market has done in terms of your ability to maintain your lifestyle in retirement. And so that's where a plan comes in. So you might, you might've had more of a cushion three months ago, but you want to say, you want to see, is there still enough of a cushion? Um, and am I still in a, an all right spot to retire, even if you've not done the planning. Okay. So that's what the planning will do for you and that it will show you where you are, what kind of income and assets you're and what kind of lifestyle ultimately you're, you can support, uh, assuming you live into your 90s. Well, and again, with that in mind, that's why I think working with a, a fiduciary, independent advisor that's got a lot of experience, well, that's you, Steve, and, and you can certainly help us get there. If you want to get a head start, it's 800-705-9995. All right, let's jump into a couple of questions here. Let's see. Uh, Beverly's looking for some help. She says, I'm 52 years old and divorced and considering uh, getting remarried to a man who's 61 years old, also divorced. Can I draw on his Social Security? when I turn 62. Can his ex-wife also collect on his social security? Yeah. So, um, the answer is most likely yes to both of those questions. Um, so I mean, assuming, uh, you know, you're only 52 now, so, but uh, assuming you stay married to the, 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 the new husband, um, you should be able to collect on his social security and his ex-wife assuming she doesn't remarry prior to age 60, should be able to collect, uh, you know, and also assuming that they were married for 10 years. But so there's a, there are some little, you know, nuances to the rules, but, you, you know, most likely uh, the answer would be yes, that you could both collect. All right. Well, good. I mean, you know, at 52, she's planning, you know, obviously looking ahead, which is good. That's a, that's a great time to really put a plan together, isn't it? Those early 50s? Yeah, that's the perfect time to start doing this planning is when you're in the when you're in your 50s. And I mean, we talk about this all the time on the show. I work with a lot of 
federal employees. So sure. a lot of times federal employees are actually retiring in their 50s. So you might be 52, but planning on retiring at 57. So, um, you know, and that's, you want to make sure that um, you have, you have enough because you're going to have a long retirement. And so, um, and maybe your own earnings record is not the greatest because you're retiring early. And if you have an ex-spouse that um, has got a great earnings record or a new spouse that's got a good earnings record, as would be the case in these in these two women's situations, um, it might you know it, it might make sense to collect on their record as opposed to your own. All right, Beverly, 800-705-9995, if you want some clarity on that. Ben has a question. He says, he says, I'm the guy that never opens his investment account statements because I'm, well, scared to look and because I don't really know what I'm looking at anyway. How do you help a guy like me? Ben, I had to take this question when I saw it come in. I, I, I I love clients like that because you're also not prone to knee jerk reactions. If you're not, if you're one of the people that, yes, you're scared to look, but if you're not looking, you're, if you've allocated it correctly, there are going to be periods where it's scary. And those are the periods where you have to detach yourself emotionally, which it sounds like that's what you're doing by not opening the account statements. And that's, that's the, actually the, the best thing because when you're, the people who watch it every day or who have, who have the CNBC on constantly, right. they're much more prone to making knee-jerk reactions based on something that some talking head on TV said, as opposed to just sticking with the plan and remaining disciplined. Um, and whereas the person who doesn't open the statements is a lot more likely to actually um, stick with the plan because you're doing your quarterly reviews with your advisor. So you, you still know where you stand, but you're looking at it in with a guide who's explaining what those what the, the impact of that market drop was on your overall retirement which in most cases is actually a minimal if you've allocated things correctly. Sure. All right. Well, again, so you like a guy like Ben. I mean, that that's somebody that you can really help. Yeah, no. And the key, Ben, is to have the right plan in place, right? And so, um, you know, if you haven't looked at your statements and you're a year out from retirement and you're planning to retire tomorrow and you have no plan in place, that's a different story. But if you have the plan in place, you don't necessarily need to do much more than than just your quarterly re- reviews and, and revisits with your advisor. Sure. All right. 800-705-9995. Let's see. Keep going here with uh, Hannah. Hannah says, I recently divorced and retired. My ex-husband previously handled our finances after my div- so after my divorce, I hired an investment manager to handle my investments. Now, since my personal experience is not that much and I'm kind of new, I'm wondering how to evaluate my portfolio's performance compared to averages. Is she is she asking the right question there? Yeah, I, Hannah, there's a lot to unpack there. So, um, just because uh, you've never handled the finances doesn't mean that. Um, you know, you have to, you have to just be detached from it. So, you know, your advisor should be educating you on everything and you should understand what you own. And the person who is guiding you should be patient with you. So they should understand that our, you don't have any previous experience and they should really be going out of the way to, uh, to make you feel like this is why I own this. This is why I own this. So, so it should be, you should be able to walk out of there. And if a family, member asks you, why do you own that? You should be able to give an answer because you understand it. And so um, one of the main things that we do with all of our clients in, in, in a situation like yours, Anna, is we really take the time. And sometimes 
um, and sometimes I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not just, not just in the meetings where after the fact, we're investing a lot of time in phone calls and stuff in between meetings to really make sure you are understanding every piece of paper that comes in every, every, everything that's going on. Um, that's number one. And so in terms of looking at performance, the first thing you want to look at is how am I paying for it? Right? So what is the fees? One of the things that we do for every one of our clients is we do a, a fee analysis that doesn't show you in percentage. It, it does show you in percentages, but doesn't just show you in percentages. It shows you in dollars what you're paying. So when you look at things in dollars, you make better decisions than when because if I if I told you, all right, you're paying 1.1% blended rate on your portfolio, you you may not think that sounds like a lot. But if you have a two million dollar portfolio, you're paying twenty two thousand dollars a year. Yikes. That you know, so that's um you know, so that's looking at it that way, there's very few services that you would pay $22,000 a year for. And so, um, you know, that's one of the, one of the big drags on portfolio performance. Most managers don't beat the indexes. So, um, if you're paying for a manager, you would hope to see some type of record of them beating the index. Um, otherwise you're much better off doing index funds. All right. Well, that makes sense. Well, on that note, we, we are up against the clock already, Steve. Why don't we invite folks to call one more time? Yeah, we do have a we do have a couple spots left on the calendar. We would love to hear from you. And uh, we will put together that comprehensive roadmap for you, that financial plan. And you are going to know, all right, here's what my income and assets can support if I retire tomorrow, if I retire in a year, if I retire in two years. We do all of that scenario modeling in the report. It's an eye-opening experience is different than a lot of what's out there um, because we don't follow any kind of cookie cutter approach. We're really going to take the time to get to know what you want your retirement to look like. And we're going to project that out and, uh, and give you that roadmap. That sounds fantastic. Folks, it's a phone call away. Get that, make that call today while you're thinking of it. 800-705-9995. Get the comprehensive financial review that Steve just described. There's no cost. There's no obligation. Just make the call. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Steve, as always, a pleasure to be here. I love the information. I love your take on things. It's just, it's just very refreshing. Thank you. I love doing the show. We'll be back here again next Sunday evening, and thank you for listening, Orlando. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Trip Limehouse nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.